Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back. Today, I am super excited to talk about something that I am personally still kind of figuring out and something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that is how to be yourself in a world that doesn't exactly invite you to be yourself. Let's be honest, the world is not set up for neurodivergent people. The world and the people in it actively discourage neurodivergent people from displaying neurodivergent traits. We are consistently encouraged or coerced into behaving more and more neurotypical or, you know, not neurodivergent in some significant way. Unless you're really, really lucky, parents and caregivers play a really big role in this, even parents who mean really well. Here is what I notice a lot. A lot of parents say that they notice their kid is different, of course. You know, neurotypical people have a pretty good radar for these kinds of things, for being able to pick up when someone is neurodivergent because they just seem different. And parents are no different. Parents pick up on that stuff. And a lot of times what parents report is that they just don't want life to be so hard on their kid. They know life would be so much easier if their kid was just normal. And so they do what they can to get rid of their kid's quirks, to encourage their kid to hide those things that make them different in order to help them fit in better, in order to make their life easier. A lot of times this really comes from a place of love. It's just misguided. And I'm not here to just blame parents either. Our society at large is in no way built for neurodivergent people. This is why a lot of very well-meaning parents, you know, want their kid to not be neurodivergent because the world's not built for us. The world is not built for autistic people, for people with ADHD, for people with learning disorders. The world sees us as a problem. And so our parents don't see us as a problem, but they see our differences as a problem. And they want to love us for us, but they also don't want our lives to be so hard. And their way of fixing that is by having us change our behavior. Here's the problem with that. Neurodivergent kids pick up on this really young. You know, you can think you're being sneaky and sly and indirect, and your kid is still going to pick up on hey, my caregiver doesn't really like it when I'm myself. They must not like me. And in some cases, your kid might even extrapolate that to mean they must not love me. I must not be lovable because whose parent doesn't love them? You know, who has a parent who doesn't love their own kid? There must be something really profoundly wrong with me. All of these differences that they're clearly trying to get rid of must make me some sort of monster. And not everyone is going to react this way. It really depends on the person. But I think a lot of neurodivergent folks grow up with this kind of trauma, the trauma of feeling unloved. And it does a lot of damage, even when it's unintentional. Basically, we grow up learning to hide everything about our true selves. We grow up learning that who we really are is bad, is broken, is deficient in some way. 
And we may not even really understand why. All we know is that the way we are naturally is a problem. And it's a problem to be fixed. And it's our job to fix it. It's our job to be normal enough to fit in, to be right in some way. And that really affects how a person thinks about themselves and how they move through the world. And as we grow up, we fall into people pleasing. We fall into allowing others to walk all over us. We fall into self-isolation when we can't force ourselves to be normal enough. We, we decide we must just hide from the world because we don't deserve to be in it. Personally, I became a chameleon. I became the kind of person who can fit in anywhere, who can agree with anybody and completely put aside what I actually think or feel or want, so much so that I often don't even know what I think or feel or want. I just think and feel and want whatever the people around me want me to. And um, that is how I lost my sense of identity. And it's been really hard to try to gain it back, if I'm being honest. It's really hard to figure out what you want when you've spent your whole life wanting whatever other people want you to want. And I know that's getting confusing, but basically, I just became whatever I needed to be. But recently, I discovered that it doesn't have to be this way. I started doing trauma-informed therapy with my therapist, and I started to realize that I am allowed to be myself. I am allowed to exist exactly as I am. And so are you. And so I want to share with you a couple of the ways that I have started asserting my reality and asserting my needs and wants and preferences and started to find my identity again. Hi there, everybody. I just want to take a minute to interrupt this podcast episode to tell you all about my program, Neurodivergent Magic, Get Shit Done in 24 Hours or Less. Executive dysfunction is one of the number one problems for neurodivergent folks. And if you don't know, executive dysfunction is basically when you really want to do something, you are trying to do something and you just can't get yourself to do it. This is one of the biggest issues amongst neurodivergent people. And I have learned so much on how to cope with it that I want to pass it on to you. In this nine-week group coaching program, we will cover both the emotional side of executive dysfunction and the practical side. So you will learn practical tools for how to cope with it, but you'll also tackle the emotional blocks that make executive dysfunction come back over and over again. If this program sounds right for you, make sure you check out the link in the show notes. I would absolutely love to see you in Neurodivergent Magic. Okay, first, I decreased the amount that I had to be a chameleon if that makes sense. There are certain people around whom I am much more prone to becoming a chameleon. And there are other people with whom I feel much more comfortable being something that is close to myself, if not totally myself. And so what I did is I just started saying no to things that I knew were going to make me uncomfortable. I stopped attending things that I knew I was going to have to hide who I was. And instead, I started hanging out with people who made me feel comfortable being myself. And if you don't have those people yet, they're coming. I promise they're coming. And in the meantime, you can be that person for yourself. It might sound overly simplistic, but honestly, simply not putting yourself in situations where you're going to have to hide who you are can make a huge difference. It allows you some room to breathe 
some room to find out who you are because you'll be in situations where it's okay for you to be who you are. And so it's okay if you start figuring that out. And it's okay if that changes, if sometimes you're testing something out, you're testing the waters um, and you think you like one thing one week and then the next week you sort of switch. And if you're with people who support you, then that'll be okay. If you're with people who make you feel like you have to hide, then you never get the chance to experiment in a way that allows you to figure out who you are. Okay, number two, allowing other people to think what they're going to think and allowing myself to stop feeling responsible for their thoughts. Other people are going to think what they're going to think, and there is absolutely nothing I can do about that. And that lack of control freaks me out. But at the same time, it is so freeing. Other people are going to think what they're going to think about me. And they're going to think that way no matter what I do. Sure, I can act a certain way in order to make them more comfortable. But being myself is more important than trying to control something I can't control. I can control me. I can control who I am and what I think. Other people, I can try to control them through my actions, but... There's no guarantees of what they're going to think of me. I could do my best to be as normal as possible and they could still think I'm weird. And then what's the point? I might as well be my fully weird neurodivergent self then, right? You can't control what other people think about you. And it's okay if that freaks you out. It freaks me out too. But I also want you to see the freedom in it. I want you to practice hearing the things other people might say to you and responding with, you're allowed to think that. I welcome that thought. But that's not how I feel. And that's okay. It's okay for us to differ. Okay, and finally, on a practical level, one of the ways I have discovered who I am and allowed myself to be that person more often is by making really small decisions about myself and about my likes and dislikes every day. Every day I make some small choice that confirms who I feel I am that day. And I don't allow anyone else to influence that one decision. All day long, it's okay if I can't help myself and I people please and I let other people influence my decisions all day long, but every day I make at least one decision that is just about me and what I want. And It's really powerful to do that every day, to give yourself that freedom every day. And slowly those decisions over time start to build up until you start to become your own person again and you start to realize patterns in what you prefer. And that helps you feel so much more secure in who you are and your identity. I just want to leave you with this thought. The world needs you exactly the way you are. The world does not need some perfect version of you or a normal version of you or the version of you that your parents want you to be. The the world needs you exactly the way that you are. The world is just waiting for you to embrace who you are and to blossom into it and to bring with you all of the gifts and strengths that only you can bring when you are being your fullest, truest self. If this feels like a lot, if that feels like a lot of pressure, 
or if it feels impossible, like you're never going to get there, please feel free to reach out to me. I answer my Instagram DMs pretty much every day. So please go ahead and reach out at neurodivergent underscore magic. And I would love to talk with you about it and reassure you that it is possible and you can do it. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.